Today on our show, we're counting down the top ten movie stars. What's up? Let's go. Welcome to episode 387 of the Countdown Podcast. My name is Wayne. And my name is Paul. What's cracking today, Paul? Well, a whole bunch of shit, Wayne, but welcome, first of all, to the podcast we count our movies and sometimes television in order of awesomeness so you don't have to. Mm-hmm. And, well, Wayne, it's thrown to me, so I can give you the answer. We're counting down. We're going to do a really tough job. We are going to visually, well, sorry, yeah. verbally describe to you visual magic. That's right. In the form of? The top 10 movie stunts. Yeah, the best stunts of all time, according to us. Yes, for various reasons. Could be technical, could be spectacular, could be these nuts. Well, Could be anything. Probably not the last thing yeah, that possibly. you just said there, but Sometimes. everything else, sure. <laughs> <laughs> this was incredibly fun list to make, I want to say, off the top, but a lot of watching of shit went into it. So I was like, yes. okay, well, how did that happen behind the scenes? And a couple of times, like, I can't find the behind the scenes. That's so I'm just going to put it out because I don't know how it works. Yeah. And it's just like, well, it was really specky and it was the one I thought of. So this one goes here. Yeah, absolutely. There's a few that came instantly to mind. And there's a few that in the deep dive research slash suggestions for the Facebook community. Links to the show notes. If you want to get involved in the discussion about the topics at hand. I'm like, oh, that one's a good one too. Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple of names. I, I normally have rules about my list, which I don't know. <laughs> uh, you. I know. So I'm going to say it. Say it. There's a couple of names on my list who, who could honestly have had three or four or in one name. All 10. Absolutely. And I thought about doing that as a gag, but I did not do that. <laughs> However, I will tell you this. This is one of the more, shall we say, homogenous lists that I've ever done. I have. I, I capped it at two. I have two from two people on my list. Uh, I think I've gone at least that way as well. So, yeah, it's a bit of that going on, but that's okay. We'll have fun with it we will. and you'll understand. We'll always have fun and then you may well disagree and then you can <laughs> send us your hate mail. At the end of the episode, we'll let you know Feel where free. you free. can do that. But before we go any further with this list today, we need to wrap up last week's list in a segment that we call The Recount. Who wants a recount? Who? 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 Who wants a recount? Who? 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 Who wants a recount? What happened this week, Paul? Well, this week we counted down the top 10 Pet sidekicks from episode 386. Ah, uh, yes. Was that right? 386? Yeah. On the show? And uh, this was, well, it was a one way traffic early. And mm-hmm. then you gradually made up ground, Wayne, but not enough because in the end, I managed to win my second week in a row. Hooray! There you go, Paulie. 59% to 41%, or if you prefer, 24 votes to 34. Nice one, mate. See, you're listener. like a period, mate. You're due. <laughs> you haven't had a win for a while, now you have two in a row. Boom! <laughs> It was a long while, to be That's honest. Right. It was a good five, <laughs> six weeks, I reckon, between drinks for me. <laughs> Jonathan Kidd said, well, Paul did manage to stick to films, so... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck y'all, it's a film. There are many films. There's Blue Harvest, there's It's a Trap. I think you had Stewie from... Yeah, the one I was thinking of was that literally that Stewie film, but there you go. But Joy Davidson, patron extraordinaire, said, gotta go, Wayne, Doug is a great call, and Jonesy didn't do shit. I'm like, hot damn, yeah, Jonesy survived, Jordy? Doesn't mean he did shit, though. <laughs> It's like cats do at the absolute best. Troy Spinner, who puts this up every week. Thank you, Troy, again for I your mean. hard, hard work. Said, I'm going to be completely honest and say I don't even remember a fucking cat from the Alien movies. <laughs> Wayne wins for putting together a very good list in half a second. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a bit from last week's show if you've not yet listened. Uh, Andrew Watson said, Pegasus is a great shout, but Clyde is the goat 
even though he's an orangutan. I think we call him a chimpanzee the whole time. Did we? Yeah. Whoops. Sorry, and thank you, Andrew, Red for the monkey. education. Mina Haga said, so, Donkey is not a pet. He's a waffle-making unwanted house guest. Stitch is not a pet. They're a biological weapon of mass chaos. That said, Paul has less animation, so that's what I'm voting there for. There you go. Who knows what'll win it for you? Michael Tessera said, because Wayne is at 29%, and also cousin. <laughs> Still didn't help, but thank you for the for the help. Warren Broff said, hashtag Wayne Buddy Block. Stop doing this, guys. <laughs> it's just feeding Paul's fucking playing into his hand, y'all. Hey, Catherine Guaz, we'll wrap it up with her, said, Paul for Maximus and Donkey. I think that's four weeks in a row I voted for Paul, and I'm not sure what's happened. See, there's no Wayne Buddy <laughs> Block, motherfucker. <laughs> You're a cousin, of course. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Begrudging acknowledgement. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, that's the end of this week's recount. Thank you to everyone who got back to us. Let's get into it then on the other side of this music queue. It's the top 10 movie stunts. The top, the top 10, 10 movie, movie stars! stars. <laughs> <laughs> is the subject of this week's countdown. And look, I think we've already had a bit of a banter about the parameters. This probably won't be a really long episode. That's okay because we're going to direct you to things you need to see with your own eyes after we inadequately describe them oh, yeah, yeah. verbally. That's right. That's right. That's fine. I mean, we'll Which you might say, why did you bother doing it? Because, well... 387. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the styling. We'll see how it goes. Do you want to start? Or do you want to start? Yeah, no, I reckon it's my turn to start <laughs> this week. So let's bring it on with my number 10. It is a classic, Wayne. It's from 1928. Shit on me. It may just be the earliest film we've ever talked about on this podcast. In okay. 387 aforementioned episodes. It is The Falling House from Steamboat Bill Colin Jr. Full Stop. Uh, now, uh, I did see this in the research. This is an old, old-ass movie, black and white as fuck. Yep. And who's... Is it Buster Keaton? It is Buster Keaton. And the front facade of an entire house yeah. falls forward on him, Which, and the little window is the... is the, There's no margin for error, and it just... So, it does, it they nailed a nail literally mm. into the ground, and that was the mark he had to hit. Bloody and the hell. story goes, according to the movie, it's a midst of a hurricane, the facade of a house topples over, and on top of a dazed Keaton, who only survives with the happiness standing where the window lands. Mm. Now, the house front was on a hinge, but it weighed 4,000 pounds. And if it missed... The clearance. Dead. Can you imagine this, right? You're, I don't know how tall Buster Keaton was, but I'm going to guess he's not six foot plus. No. Because that window of that house... That's right. As it falls forward, has to not clip the top of his head because it's 4,000 pounds. Yeah. It can't hit the back of his heels because it's 4,000 pounds. Yep. The margin for error of this thing must have been nothing. And back then, there's none of this, obviously, no CGI or anything like but that. Even but even then, yeah. almost 100 years ago, legend has it half the crew walked off refusing to be part of it because I thought he was going to be paced. Bloody hell. If you look at the footage of that thing, you see his hair sweep when it goes past him. It missed him by fucking inches, man. Those that remained, again, the story goes, just basically got down the knees and prayed that he would be okay. And even, you go dig even deeper, apparently he'd had a breakup of some description. 
Oh, no. In the not-too-distant past beyond the filming of this scene or this film. So there's an idea that he wouldn't be that upset about Yeah, that he squashed. literally said, I don't give a fuck. Probably not those words because it's 1928. I don't give a fuck, see? <laughs> <laughs> That's to me what everyone sounded like in the 20s, everyone. There you go. <laughs> My father used to say. It's right. Don't give a fuck, see? <laughs> Sorry, please go on. <laughs> You're better to go into a fight with a baseball bat a gun than you are with a baseball bat. That's right. Just to pull down. <laughs> and harsh words. Anyway. It's the Chicago way. Go on. Sorry. Bad, bad quote there. So, yeah, he didn't give a fuck, apparently. And if he got hit by it, it was, he just thought, oh, fair enough. I'm done. Imagine what would have happened even back then in the 20s if the, the famous Buster Keaton got flattened by the front of a house. Let's and fast forward, Wayne. To, to Alec Baldwin? Yeah, well, yeah, we could. <laughs> like... We could talk about the tragedies, and we could talk about Brandon mm. Lee, and we could talk about oh my god on this film, which we'll never ever see called Rust, where Eric, Alec Baldwin fired a gun mm-hmm. from a real bullet slash yep, a real round of him. Yep, that went into the cinematographer and killed her. And I'm sorry, I don't know her name off the top of my head. Nope, and shot the director after mm-hmm. that as well. Mm-hmm. So just for good measure, and Alec Baldwin saying you can't get a gig. This is a serious moment of the show, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. Vic Morrow. In the Twilight Zone film, along with two child extras, were killed when the helicopter crashed on top of them. Really? This was Jennifer Jason Lee's father. So I, have, I didn't know that. Have confirmed. Yeah, he was just killed on this when, yeah, he and two child actors, the stunt helicopters crashed into them and killed them outright. They released that film. They didn't release the shot without where that shit happened. It it's crashed like, into them. Yeah. They're on the floor. Yep. Fuck. So shit goes wrong. Which so to all due respect to every actor. Every stunt person who's been injured and hurt and, and killed in Dude. the, the follow-up of yeah, this yeah. craft. Shit goes wrong all the time. You know Triple X, that movie? Yep. Stunt man died on that. Really? It's, yeah. It's just on... It's just, it's, and, and what's his name? Rob Cohen or whatever on, on the DVX. Was, this thing happened, man. I couldn't believe it. And he mentioned it, you know? It's just like, it happens way more often than you think. But not way often enough that an actor gets killed or a cinematographer gets killed. Or oh, no, no. Whatever, that, yeah. So yeah. That, that, stunt man, yes, but yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, happens anyway, too often. But too often. I guess... As one of the stunt coordinators, one an Eastwood, I can't remember his last name now, not Scott, maybe Mike Eastwood said in a video I was watching about a film I'll mention later, he said, my job is to negate as much of the risk as possible as yeah. a stunt coordinator. Yeah. That's really important. So that's why we want to shine a light on this today. Mm. We've now talked about the shit that goes wrong. It didn't go wrong in Steamboat Junior, mm. but it goes wrong in other films, not the ones I'm mentioning today because it all goes well. So mm. um, hats off to every person who makes the films from the technical standpoint, what they are. Totally. All right, nice one. My number 10 is, um, and we're starting low here. You know, we're going to build up. but well, uh, that's the idea of this show, right? That's right, that's right. But it's actually just a car scene. And it is the, it's from Baby Driver from 2017. I don't mention early on, right? Early on, yeah. right? Now, actually, it's the rotating car 180 yes. slash back 180 shit. Now, yep. this is what's insane, okay? In 180, out 180. In 181, I wait. Now, This was done by a stunt driver named Jeremy Fry, who only took six takes to drive down a busy alleyway where there were moving trucks and cars in the middle of it. And he, the idea was the scene was they're getting away from a bank robbery, and is they're using a Rex, I believe, a WRX. Yep. Yep. Red one. Red one. And he has to pull forward. Not an STI though. Not not your your car. (laughs) Paul has an STI. Everyone. Not an STD. Never. Uh, And uh, he basically drives in. That was fucking ironic, wasn't it? What? <laughs> you talking about that? Fuck you! <laughs> what are you trying to say, Paul? I'm clean as a whistle, son. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> but if one of us had to be on the lamb, well, for... I mean, you're the one who owns an STI. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
back to the song for what it's worth. He flies into this quite narrow alley, which is littered with truck like and different vehicles and stuff. There's a Does, truck reversing, right? It's a truck reversing, and he one eighty is around it, so the back of his like his bumper swings, almost taking out and clipping the front of that truck. It's a bit of water. It's a bit of water. Then reverses and does a one eighty the other way to get out of the alley. And while the way they they must have filmed this with a drone because it's following yeah. the car all the way Good through point. the alley, and that's what made it amazing. And I was sitting there going, "This is this shit." And they're using like you know cool like John Spencer blues explosion bell bottoms and yep. stuff to make it all cool and shit. Excellent but, song for the song for the uh, episode. Is it? Oh, okay, cool. And uh, this is, uh, for when I saw it, first of all, Baby Driver is for shit. And this is one of those times where Hollywood had its timing right. Kevin Spacey was in it, and it was before all the trouble. The movie came <laughs> the in trouble. and out, and, th- and then all of the Kevin Spacey shit happened. So everyone could still enjoy this while it was being screened. But other than that, the film itself is outstanding. And I actually think it's Other than of- a really shit end, it's a great, great film. You know, I'll forgive that. There's a lot of movies, and this is a countdown where it's a great movie, shit end, but I still liked it. Don't know what that top ten's called, but there you are. So, Baby Driver. Shit endings, but I liked it. Oh, add that to this. Despite a shit ending, yeah, something like that. (laughs) Uh, It wasn't a shit ending. It's just that it wasn't as good as the rest of the film. Shit ending. Paul doesn't like that. Okay, so uh, yes, Baby Driver, spinning 180, 180 car. I would call that one. All right, my number nine, great choice by the way, Wayne, is from True Lies from 1994. Ah, young Jamie. Yes, Jamie Lee Curtis is the, not, I guess she gets a technical credit as the stunt person in this one. She's the one being filmed, she's the one in the scene, she's the one taking the risk. Well, for some of it. Yeah. Yeah, not the worst of it, if I can put it that way. When you think True Lies, what is the standout image in your mind, Wayne? Jamie Lee dancing naked. Other than that... (laughs) Not no. naked with a bra and panties on. Well, yeah, nudish. Um, yeah, no, it's definitely her hanging over that bridge and that stunt with the cut with kicks her legs. So in, in this scene, of the film they're rushing towards a, a bridge that's been blown up. She's in this limousine; it's out of control. Mm. The driver's dead, and Arnold hangs out from a helicopter and reaches down to grab her, and she grabs onto his hand just, of course, before the car plummets off the edge to her certain doom. Because she's hanging out of the sunroof. Yeah, yeah, she's at the sun. Sorry, that's an excellent yeah. point to make. Up the sunroof. Get me, get me, get me. He does, hangs on, and she's there dangling this wonderful shot over the, the blue for a moment of the of the mm. Florida Keys, where it is That's ocean, right. yep. and then ocean, river, whatever, and then back over the asphalt for a moment, and then they're flying Nothing. away. Yeah, Just iconic and incredible, and yes. So for some of the closer shots, it is actually is Jamie Lee Curtis hanging on, screaming her head off. For the wider shots, the limo was operated by remote control, and velocity was set to be the same with helicopter. Curtis' stunt double was actually cabled to Schwarzenegger's stunt double, so the glide of the gap in the bridge wasn't quite as treacherous as it looks. But on screen, this thing fucking hangs together because James Cameron is a master of his craft. He most definitely is. And if you look at... Because it's easy to pass this off and go, oh, yeah, I remember that. But if you look at the scene again, if you look at the scope and the breadth and the way it's filmed, and you see that limousine fall away under her, oh. it's like, oh, shit. Because you see her face. And she's doing a great job as well. Yeah. And it's an excellent acting performance. You, you, that's a really good point to make. Mm. Thank you. And so, yeah, very cool, that one. Uh, yeah, nice call. Now, my number nine. We were just talking about stuntmen being the unsung heroes of the action mm-hmm. movie industry. I'll tell you who's even more unsung, Paul. The fucking cameraman. Now, I've got... Oh, God. My very high up on my list is exactly an example. It's, I wonder if you're about to steal my thunder. Mm, I wonder. Because I get a lot of heat for liking this film. But I'm telling you anyway, it could be the entire movie extraction. But it's not. No. It is one particular scene in extraction. It's called Do the... Do you get a lot of heat from it or is it just me who gives you heat? 
I think a few people have put their foot in my ass um, <laughs> out there. So we'll see how it goes. Look, when it happens on a weekly basis, it's hard to tell. It does. It is hard to tell. Yeah. It just runs into each other. All feet, all asses. Uh, it's fr- it's the roof fall from extraction. Let me try and walk you through this, okay? It's Chris Hemsworth and some other bad oh, guy. This is not your one good example of the cameraman because I'm about to shit all over your camera. No, no. Shit. I guess it is low down the list, slot. Good. Okay, good, good, chill. Good, good, good. Just make um, sure. <laughs> it's two guys falling off a railing on a double-story building. Three-story building, in fact. They both go off the, the side of the railing. They hit the top of an awning. One has to drop a gun so the other one can grab for it and miss. And they both slide down, fall off the awning. The cameraman now jumps onto it and is falling with them. They fall further down and onto the... They actually kind of bounce off the top of a truck. Boom, boom, both of them. Come back down and hit the floor. The cameraman does the <gasps> same thing and goes straight down to the floor. Yep. Another gun is dropped. The, the, the assignment in that scene has to now grab for this second gun and it doesn't work out. If you watch it all the way down, and there's actually footage online of a, a, an outside shot watching yes. these two guys I've got and a cameraman. It's weird. You it is fucking number your... insane, wow. right? I thought it was the shit. So all that stuff is wicked. That whole movie, I don't care everyone was wicked. I don't care what you think. Extraction that 2, Electric Boogaloo is Wayne's most anticipated film coming, 2023. Coming, yeah, it's been announced. Word. I'm in. So yes, uh, Extraction, Roof Fall. You've almost stolen my thunder for my number eight from arguably the greatest living actor who was also a stunt person. You're thinking of Jack? I am. Jackie Chan. Okay. i got a hot take on this, which we'll talk about later. Keep going. Go on. Go on. (laughs) Please, shit on Jackie Chan. No, I'm not shitting on Jackie Chan. So I can win. I'm not shitting on Jackie Chan, (laughs) but you probably will win. My number eight is, no, that's absolutely incorrect, (laughs) is from Project A, a 1983 film. He was a fan of silent films. And there's a film in the 20s called Safety Last, in which a guy named Harold, Harold Lloyd hangs from a clock, a massive clock face. Yep. And, but apparently it was all shot with in-camera trickery, even in 1928 or 27, whatever it was. Yeah. Jackie Chan actually went three stories up in the air and hung from it for real. Yep. And after a really entertaining scene, because it's Jackie Chan, Mm -hmm. where dude's got guns and shooting at him and he jumps out the thing and he's he's handcuffed because he's with a long chain in between. Yep. And dangles off the, I can't remember the hour, the minute. minute. Mm -hmm. He's there doing this shit. That guy ends up being shot by someone down low. But then... As the minute thing drops down, he slides off it and falls. Yep. And he hits one awning mm-hmm. and another awning and then the ground. Yep. Must have been big fucking balloons type fucking mattresses. No. Nope. No. Nope. No, because it's Jackie Jan 983, motherfucker. It's 40 years ago. Jackie Jan just went, yeah, I'll do that shit. And he did it not once, not twice, but thrice. Mm-hmm. I've actually seen footage of him after this. He's fucked up. He fucked his head. He so broke his bad. neck. Yeah, he fucked oh, it cra- or a fraction of vertebrae yeah, or something. He fucked like it. He up. really badly hurt himself. I think. And when you see that last, the one from the second to the the first, both to the takes one, he lands on his head. Oh my god! And he does it again. I'm like, it's fuck. And I'm not going to pretend like I watched the whole film, but when I watched his stunt. I was my jaw dropped. He gets interviewed about that more than anything. And I remember seeing um, him years ago, even when I was a kid, I was 15 and I saw that. I was like, what the fuck? And then I like I saw it on this TV show because there's no internet back then. He and them talking about it and he said that literally he could see parts of his skull because he cut it as well as breaking his, his vertebra. And it's like, whoa! And this is just one of his millions of like I'm times gonna, he almost I, died. I'll spoil a little bit on this. It's not my top Jackie Chan stunt because mm. I think even though there's only two years between this one and my higher up Jackie Chan which mm-hmm. we'll hear about this one he kind of just follows through with it because he's still learning his craft the next one he knows I could kill myself he uh, should have known that here but I think he was young and dumb enough well what it is with Jackie Chan right is that with the Hong Kong cinema 
they have this very devil may care kind of attitude, especially back then, because one, they don't even half the time they don't have a permit to shoot places. Yeah. Right? So Absolutely. they actually they wrap the scene and everyone goes, Let's go, why the cops are coming? Boom, right? Two, they don't have the money to actually take this proper yeah. safety precautions. Because in any other like production, at the very least you would bury a mattress under the floor. So when he hits the floor, he's a boom, you know. But no, he wants the shot where he hits the actual floor. So there you go. So uh, yeah, no, um, he's the undisputed king by some. Can I? Uh, I agree. Mm-hmm. It could be a top ten Jackie Chan stunts. Easily, absolutely. This list. Can I now segue in with a fall stunt? Yeah. Which I had no idea about to listen to Piney Comics podcast. I think it was an insider episode, but I'm not sure. Apologies to John Amenta and, and the crew. Did you know that at the start of Evil, sorry, Evil of Lethal Weapon? Where the the girl in the heels falls yep. to her death. Yep, that's Kelly from Cheers. What? My thank you. My mind was fucking blown. Showing her titties and then falling. Yes, that's Kelly's titties. Yes. What? <laughs> okay. Become a, become a patron of the pint because <laughs> great episode just gives you those kind of kind of insights. That was so. Kelly from Cheers. Yes, man. Why we liked it so much? When we I don't know. Shit. All right. I'm gonna check that out later. Yeah. <laughs> Sure you will. <laughs> wow, okay, nice one. Good good pickup. Uh, all right, cool. Uh, well, now, my number eight, everyone. This is far less technically proficient, though it's still very cool, in my opinion. When I saw this particular stunt on uh, the trailer for this film, I went, <gasps> and I was a bit enamored because it's a Bond film, Paul. It's mm. a Bond film. It's actually the motorcycle chase scene from No Time to Die. Now, the actual shot. Wow. I know. A lot of people would say, oh, but he just... What about the bit where he jumps off the fucking... Yeah, the, the whole scene is this, okay? okay? It's like, it's it's basically James Bond is just kind of like, he's paying respects to Vesper and then kaboom, it blows up. He's like, what the fuck? All of a sudden, hoods on motorcycles start chasing him around uh, no, Italy. I that whole scene, okay. Cool. Yeah, Italy. Uh, and so it's like, it's almost the thing where, uh, you know, it's in Matera, Italy, and they're flying around and he basically is on a bridge. They're trying to shoot at him, so he just jumps off, grabs a cord, and does a bit of a bungee kind of Bruce Willis kind of thing. Yeah, great, great. Scene. But it's so well much done, more so. like visceral because it's just this kind of middle-aged man throwing himself and getting hit. But middle-aged man, I stand resolute, <laughs> motherfucker. How old is he? I don't know. He's probably the same age as us. Nah, Daniel's old. He's a couple years older. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it looks so good. But the 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 whole scene is them just flying around, you know, Matera, and according to the stunt guy he said this was a nightmare because apparently this old sandstone streets were slippery as shit and they couldn't do hardly anything and it took them forever to actually try and do it and then the scene culminates in this motorcycle jump where he's flying along goes up what i thought was a staircase but upon second look it's actually just sort of a siding wall which is he flies up it on the motorcycle jumps up in the air and then lands in the middle of a square and then buggers off and goes back to the hotel so it's it is the whole scene, but to be honest with you, even though the jump off the building of the, of the bridge which, was a wicked, which bit? Which bit? It's the, it's the motorcycle jump. I'm actually going to pick that yeah. because it looks so cool, man. And they actually another oh, so drone really shot jumps off the side of the bridge. Then it, that's where the scene starts. But I'm going to pick the stunt where the actual motorcycle flies okay. up in the air because it just looks like. Yeah, I guess we got to be specific, don't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, but the, it, it is probably the whole most scene outrageous scene. <gasps> what most outrageous scenes? Yeah, we could probably do a show like that. Outrageous. It's pretty broad. Yeah, outrageous on what though? Mm, outrageously exactly. dangerous. Outrageously, your mom. Exactly. So yeah, we'll work it out. We'll work it out. Right. But yes, that is my number eight. Number eight, very nice. My number seven is the initial one I thought of. I have to be honest. It just initially started at my number one. It just works its way down because, mm-hmm. not because it's not spectacular, because it fucking well is. And mm-hmm. this is an IMAX shot stunt. Go on. But because it involves brilliant timing 
mm-hmm. and one person being death-defying rather than, I think, a whole bunch of working pieces coming together at exactly the right moment. This is from The Dark Knight. It is the big flurry flip. Oh, you like that? Oh my, do I like that? Do you yeah, not? Yeah. No, it's cool. It's cool. Sure, would be on your list. Uh, it's on an honorable mention. Um, go on, tell me. Tell me what happens in this. So scene. in this scene, Batman on his bat cycle is chasing the Joker, and he's in this big lorry truck, and he was it the bat wire or whatever the fuck it's yeah, called. He this pulls, he pulls steel the tension cable, wire. Yeah, cable. He shoots it into the front of the engine house of mm-hmm. the lorry, and then you know, on his own, a wonderful shot drives between the wheels of this moving fucking truck going forward mm-hmm. and then weaves in and out of poles and shit and detaches the wire and the wire catches and the truck, which it's for the momentum is completely arrested at its very front point. I'm sure this is not physically exact, but yeah. still it turns on a, a completely vertical axis. Flips vertically. So again, only an IMAX camera can capture all this shit. Mm-hmm. You can see it totally from the angle that Christopher Nolan chooses to shoot this and flips on its head and smashes. Now, Jim Wilkie was in the cab mm. in a reinforced steel and he pushed the button that fired the, the piston at the exact moment to flip this thing on its head. Well, they had to be extra careful. This is in a street. Yeah. In a real street in Chicago. I didn't Los want to flip street. to the side or to the left or the right because it would have taken our buildings. building. Exactly. No, it's very cool. And um, it was tested on a runway and it did flip vertically and all the rest of it, but Absolutely, they did their due diligence, but still, one bit of human error. That truck doesn't drive exactly over the piston at that point in time. This is astounding to me, and it absolutely translates on the screen. And the button on the scene, the fucking, this is not exactly the same, the fucking bat cycle drives off the wall and bounces off and spins and lands back facing the other way. Nice. Just a little thing that just adds a little bit of... This is Nolan's, yeah, this is Nolan's shit. He's like, I'm going to shoot this practically. Because if you look at it and you think about it, it's like, well, there's no way a truck would actually do that. But because it did do that, and he caught it so well, and it looked bomb, and it was Batman, and the Joker was supposed to be in the cab, it was like, what the fuck was that? And then you get to see him come out with this, and he's just spitting a machine gun, you know, kind of thing. That's the low part of the scene. He's getting out with a gun. There's nothing compared to this. No, I agree. And that's all following on from like a dog chasing cars, one of the absolute finest orchestral scores yeah. ever put to film yeah. and just a little bit of a hint for the patrons out there looking forward to the top 10 Paul scores of all time sorry top 100 Paul scores of all time counting down from 100 to 1 for the patrons only good I hope you uh, don't expect me to contribute uh, I don't know Paul, I don't remember shit Paul scores Wayne, all right. Wayne can fucking get, continue. Yeah, wanking. Paul knows about scores and remembers them, everyone, and listens to them. No, that's what I like. You just don't pay I attention. Know. I know. Okay, very nice. Uh, my number seven, ironically, is also a Batman stunt, Ooh. but it's not from that movie. Oh, oh wait. No, it is. It's from. The- <laughs> no, no, it isn't. It's from the next one. It's from The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> Professional podcasting. Professional, everyone. At its absolute best. Please do tell us. Now, when Paul and I reviewed The Dark Knight Rises, he told me uh, that he did not like this particular opening to the film, if not the stunt itself. It actually occurs in the midst of so much mayhem that it's almost like it almost didn't register like for the first mm-hmm. time when I saw the movie. It is the opening sequence of that movie, which involves a plane hijacking and an extraction with the actual stuntmen jumping from one aircraft to another. He literally gets a plane, hitches it up, cuts off the wings and lets it hang. Dang, dangle there. Dangling there. And I was like, holy shit. And then the big finish comes when the hollowed out fuselage has essentially been snapped in two and Bane is holding the character Dr. Pavel. 
He's attached to the other plane by cable. That's right. Um, and he hits a button. What becomes like a giant metal tube, i.e. the first plane, drops away from them as they remain still, thousands of feet in the air. Actually practical shit. Now, I said, this is the bomb because it looks like a James Bond scene. And Paul said, I don't want a James Bond scene in Batman. And I said, Batman is James Bond. He just has an outfit. <laughs> You're wearing to bed. But like, uh, not unlike the, the Jamie Lee Curtis thing, seeing the fuselage drop away, in, like it's even further. It's like literally they're like 15,000 feet in the air or whatever, uh, right? Yeah, I hear where you come from. It's a... <laughs> And you're like, what the fuck? And that's what made me... This is one of the reasons why The Dark Knight Rises, it doesn't hold up to 10 years of viewings, but it fucking sure holds up to that first viewing because you're sure. like, what's going on here? You know? And a lot of Christopher Nolan... Doesn't, it doesn't get better after that first after that initial scene. I will agree. Uh, yeah, it's the... It's the it's possibly the worst of the... It is the worst of the three. three. Unquestionably. It, because of the... Because well, of the development of the plot. Not, not having got it done. It's a good choice. No, no, it's a good... Yeah, but so, so that's why... Um, but the, again... That's right, Nolan. The Nolan effect, man. You're 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 amazed while you're there, and then later on you get to think about it. I know you're amazed that you liked Tenet, but you didn't like Dunkirk, so it's not that all-encompassing. No, no, no. Yeah, it doesn't get it every single time. But then again, Dunkirk itself is quite boring. So you see, <laughs> disagree. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, that was it. Final number six is where my other Jackie Chan stunt comes in, and I watched this video, brilliantly entertaining YouTube video. Check it out if you can. Where he's describing the police, the stunt from Police Story, mm. where he jumps off this banister onto these cables, drops down through a whole bunch of a of lighting, which is like in a mall. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's smashing through the wall and then falls through a glass ceiling, ceiling glass, yeah. into like whatever business is at the bottom of that. Bam, boxes and shit. And he has himself described this as his greatest stunt. Mm. So which is why it got higher than than. Project A, which I thought looked better slash worse. All he suffered from this was second-degree burns on his hands. That's mm-hmm. all. Yep. To the rest of the film, he, he broke his pelvis mm-hmm. and another part of his body. So don't believe that he did it on this stunt. It, mm-hmm. it was not. He did not describe it that way. It was him himself I watched this, this video of. So not to shout out a inferior product, but uh, Watch Mojo reckons he broke his back. No, he did not. Not on this stunt. Yeah, uh, interesting. But he said... There was this, all these bits and pieces came together, which largely amounted to this. One, he was shooting two films, one at night, one in a day. Mm. He had arranged with the camera operator, or the first assistant director, if I nod my head, I'm ready to go. And he twisted his neck and they went, bam, go. So they started filming. And he knew that these 12, 15 cameras that were filming the shot mm. was money. Yeah. So he just screams and just, because he's not running. He had to make an eight-foot jump. Mm. He's not running to make the eight-foot jump. He just is is perched on this banister rail and jumps mm-hmm. eight feet across, grabs it and falls down through. Slides down. Meanwhile, yes, sorry, yeah. slides down. Meanwhile, the I don't know what you described. The electrician said we can't power all those lights. Yeah, so he had to use full electricity. They had to use full electricity from the fucking shopping store. Mall mate, he didn't know if he was going to be electrocuted to death yeah. doing this. That's weird. Which is what held him back, not just the fall, but this. This is Hong Kong cinema at its absolute finest. Slash. Most nastiest, ridiculous. Yeah, Uh, that that whole thing because, and this is the thing about Hong Kong cinema, because this was such a showpiece like thing, and he almost died. In the movie, they show it from three different angles. Exactly, you remember. So, like, yeah, I remember looking at Jackie Chan to honor that moment where he almost died, and everyone was apparently people were just praying again, and he described 
someone, his stunt coordinator, walked up and stuck something in his back pocket. And he was like, what's this? Fuck? He pulled out, it was a big Buddha. It was a little Buddha statue. Yeah. yeah. He was like, mm, maybe I need it. Because yeah, I don't, he, he literally said in the video, I don't believe this. He stuck it back in his back pocket just in case, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's probably the thing you're going to break his pelvis. But like the, the, the I'll be, I'll be honest with you. When I saw this at probably the age of 15, which is when I watched all my martial art films, right? I saw it in there, and I hadn't heard about the stunt because there's no internet again. And um, no, exactly when he, right. Yeah, when he jumps down, I was like, and you know, then he falls through. I'm like, oh wow. And then the actual scene starts again from a different angle. He falls all the way down. Boom. Third angle. By the halfway through the third angle, I said, yeah, okay, I get it. That's what I said. Even as a, because yeah. it's Hong Kong cinema, it just wasn't as classy as no, as 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 whatever you might. A Hollywood guy wouldn't do that. Right? Probably not. Probably I don't a, think so. An editor from but Australia again, it has its own charm because it is that. Well, Project Hong Kong A, I think, had two shots of uh, Project A. He puts, yeah, he puts, he, he puts two or three other, even maybe. He put the but alternate take in the in the I think in the credits. I think oh. I, from memory, I think I could be wrong, but yeah, there you go. So uh, yeah, no, it is amazing uh, for what it was. It's broken just about every body, every bone, sorry, in his body. We'll, we'll allow it. Have you seen that meme of like uh, actors in their stunt doubles? And there's like Chris Hemsworth with his stunt double. They look quite similar. And another guy, another guy. And then Jackie Jack Chan is on Jack his own. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Uh, no, it was. Yeah. Jackie Chan is amazing. Look, I'll be straight up with you. There's no Jackie Chan on my list. Because I talk about him all the time. I talk about him all the time. If you think that's a, if you think that's a hot take, wait till later, Polly. Wait till later. Okay. But for right now. I have two letters for you. T and C. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> Number six for me what is was that noise? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Paul emulating Slimer from the Ghostbusters. Um, <laughs> Hold on. My number six is it's the best James Bond movie that was probably ever made. It's Casino Royale. And sure. it is I see where this comes from. Right. Now the actual scene itself starts with that very cool parkour yeah. at the beginning great. of the film. Right. Great, great. Which is just wicked, because you'd think at this stage, you know, this this parkour guy who's being chased by Bond. Usually, because that guy can parkour, Bond would be outclassed. But because he decides to s- smash through walls and just have sheer bloody-mindedness, he keeps up with him. But of course, the end of the scene is them leaping between two cranes. And it's like thousands of feet off in the air, seemingly. And there, uh, what was really cool about it was that this guy makes the jump first. He's lithe and parkour, so it's not too much of a surprise that he makes it. But Bond goes, fuck this, and jumps in his full suit outfit action. Hits the side of the thing slips, falls, grabs hold of it, and it was so justifying. I was like, oh, they're doing this with James Bond. Exactly. Now, your previous James Bonds, you got your motherfucking, you know, like, Jaws is flying through the air, and he's trying to bite James Bond's fucking... And it's all green screen <laughs> shitness because it's the 70s or whatever, right? But they're going, no, no, here's how we put the James Bond into... Because remember, even the movie not before, yeah, movie before this was fucking the Pierce Brosnan oh, one, God. The, where he's, he's green screen surfing on a fucking like arctic lake with a paraglide it looks so shit i almost threw up this now is like no 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 we are now going to almost kill anyone who's in this scene <laughs> right so boom that happens and i was just like you know what this was performed by a stuntman named wayne michaels i don't know it was terrifying to me when i saw it I like, oh, they did that so this is what kicked everything off people for me so yes casino royale crane jump fair enough my number five is my first and only female stunt it's Zoe oh, Bell yep, 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 in yep. Death Proof. On your list? Nope. Oh, come on. Look, this I'll- is absolutely... If only because it's like 10 minutes of the fucking film. She's hanging around and being bumped and shit. And they show every one of those bumps where Stuntman Mike is trying to kill this group of women. Now, that's the film. tell us, because like, from memory here, 
she decides to do something called the mast or something where she is uh, in a high speed car. She gets out onto the bonnet while someone else is holding driving. Holding the belts, I think. Holding the belts as the only thing that's positioning her in the beginning of that thing, right? Yep. And then, then someone stum- like happens to come along. And starts bumping them and shit. Now, if you look at this scene here, what is so striking about the scene for me is that it, it looks not at all safe. Like, it looks like she's sliding around on that thing and she's about to go off and he's hitting her on the side where her leg is. Like, she has to pull up and... Zoe Bell sells the fuck out of this. This is Uma Thurman's stunt double from the Kill Bill films. And part of the reason why Quentin Tarantino agreed to make what he agrees is his worst film. And it is. There's no question. Death Proof is is his worst film. (laughs) Yeah. But this sequence is astounding. It is deathifying. It's hold your breath. Like, what the fuck? Because she's sliding around. Whether she's making it look worse or they're filming it so well that they're not moving that fast when he bumps the car. Mm. Holy shit. And yeah, eventually th- she loses the belts and she's hanging on to the grooves and the fucking bonnet of the car. Mm. And Holy fuck. It's great. It loses points and drops down to my five because when the final moment where, where Stuntman Mike loses control of his car and mm. slides out and winds up in a ditch, we don't even see the other side of the car, what happens there, which really undersells the stunt because, well, we just... She just happens to jump off. We don't see it. She's been on this fucking yeah. bonnet for like eight minutes, yeah. give or take, of film time. Fucking around to first of all and then trying to say, oh, I'm so scared. Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. But we needed to see the shot where she ground to a halt, <laughs> held on and then jumped off and the film doesn't give you that, which is a very odd choice. I didn't know that or recognize that. Um, I think for me, the the even though it is, like I said, like it looks so dangerous and so on, it wasn't spectacular on the level of the rest of my my oh, That's geez. why it didn't turn up. It was cool. It was good. It was amazing. It was dangerous. Yeah, I but think I, it's not as memorable. She for gets me. knocked off. Yeah. Anyway, it's not the last one. Car one for me. Oh, All no, right, then copy. Wayne, your number five. No, after just ragging on the old James Bond films where they had shit effects and so on, <laughs> I will now go to a nineteen seventy four James the Bond. Man film. The, the man with the golden gun. The man with the golden gun, bro. <laughs> Uh, now, I saw this, I was born one year after this, so obviously I didn't see it in the screens, but I saw it on TV, and this, to me, probably is where I first decided that James Bond is spectacular. You'll see. Now, the actual stunt itself is where James Bond is sitting in the, this car with, uh, it's Roger Moore, by the way, which is even more surprising, <laughs> right? So, uh, and he's there with the sheriff guy or whatever, and he's like, you're not gonna show am, partner. He drives off this bridge, which is like broken, dilapidated, and hence uneven, puts the pedal metal, jumps over the bridge, and it wasn't just a jump, which would have been fine for 1974. The car corkscrews and fucking perfectly lands on the other half of the fucked up bridge, which is also uneven, spinning it actually 270 degrees. Like a tossed football, everyone. Fucking amazing. And landing safely on the other side. Do you know now, what undid this scene for me. What the the the, the fucking yeah. The you're talking about the the loop whistle. The, oh, the slide whistle. What slide the whistle. Fuck was that decision? It was 1974. I don't care. I know. What and idiot thought that would stand the test of five minutes? This director. And in fact, it's so so much maligned that there's videos on YouTube where they just remove that. <laughs> And um, I'm sure it's an infinitely better scene. Well, I didn't actually notice it when I first saw it because, again, I was young and who yep. cares, right? But the stuntman actually did this in one take. Wow. And he got 30 grand for the shot. He just As said, he should have. He should have been paid all the, the money. Random. 30 grand in 1974 would be approximately $4.8 billion. Yes, roughly a billion dollars, yep. yes. So um, it was really, really cool. And I remember thinking to myself, I didn't think this exact thing at the time, but the fact that it went in slow-mo 
the slide whistle notwithstanding, okay? That's take it aside, all right? Guy Hamilton, that's the director who fucked it up with that slide whistle, okay? <laughs> but it was widely renowned as one of the worst Bond films, right? This one. Well, this is the this is the one where he's with the this, this sheriff who's it. like, yeah, hey boy, what are you doing? It's like is that kind of thing. look. A lot of the Roger Moore ones, he gets maligned because of it's Roger Moore was foppish, whereas Sean uh, Sean Connery was was actually dangerous and tough. So it's a little. I, I I still like Roger Moore. Some of them, you know, not Moonraker, <laughs> but um, um, so for you, Moonraker is the worst Bond film. No, no, other than Dalton. No, not Dalton. Um, Moonraker had like when you shoot laser Pierce bolts, right? It was like this drawn on. Oh, laser bolt! Oh, fucking horrendous. Right? Oh, is better than. What? Yeah, oh. actually, I agree. I agree. But this this stunt is actually elegant in the way that it's put together. Again, without the slide whistle. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, you know, shit. But there you go. Um, So that's more... I wonder if that's a thing in post. That's definitely the director. He had the call. So, yeah. It was a bad move. But you know what? I'll tell you this. Watching it as a kid, it was obviously not out of place enough for me to realize what the hell was that sound. So I don't think in its era it was necessarily too out of place. There you go. Hard to argue with that. My number four is also from the day over 40 years ago. It's from Raiders Lost Ark. It's being dragged along by the truck where they're Indiana Jones going after the Nazis when they have stolen the Ark. So, so taken the Ark, I should say. Pound for pound, I would say this is one of the most excellent action sequences in, in movie history. But when we've got the stuntman whose name is Terry Leonard, and so he's being dragged along holding on the axle, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he gets punched and he falls down. He's going to fall back through the car mm-hmm. through, underneath. Climb back up again and go again. Mm-hmm. So they had done a groove through that. That's right. Very smart. Well done. Very well played. And the wheels are a little bit elevated. But still, if he had have been knocked the wrong way at any one point in time. Leg caught under a fucking wheel. Yeah, he'd have been fucking dragged. Trailer bait. One thing about this is when I saw Raiders for the first time and went, oh, okay, he's being, that was cool. This was, you know, whatever. And then I saw the, the making of where they dug the groove. I never noticed the groove in no, the movie at all. No. If you look at it again, you can see it, right? But only now that you know that. And that's why... I've watched this That's the magic of Steel Seven, Bird. eight, nine times. Oh, yeah. I, I never noticed it until I did the research for this. Now, even more interesting to me is that Terry Leonard then got to play the Nazi that, that Harrison Ford climbs into the cab with. Oh, did he? I didn't know that. punches him out and gets tossed into the dust yep. later on. So it's nice that he gets his face on screen as well. I remember. And he would only do this scene... As long as his best mate, one of his best mates, and another stunt, trusted stunt driver was doing the truck driving. I want him there to follow this road directly. I'm not doing this for any other fucking cunt mm. who could fuck this shit up really badly. This guy I trust. Can you imagine being like the guy who's like, okay, if you fuck up, you kill your friend. You know what I mean? Like that that kind of pressure is like, holy shit. I know they weren't going as quick as possible or no, whatever. No, but and you can tell when in that scene that the, the faster that they sped up the, the, the yeah. film stock a little Again, it was bit. the 80s, man. But nevertheless, this is an astounding scene. And it goes for so long, this this scene as well. It's, like not, it's not Jackie Chan dropping down a pot. It's not the reason it got higher on the list. It go like Zoe Bell's effort. It's this is a five, six minute, oh, maybe three, four minute scene mm. where anything could have gone wrong at any point in time. So yeah, Rose Lost Dark, my number four. Word. My number four is where, of course, T to the C turns up. Okay. Oh, I thought for a second he was going to make your list, man. Oh, wait, wait, this, this this won't be the last T to the C. Um, Fair enough. 
Fair no, enough. Yeah, because you know what? I think he's taking up that kind of space in this in this you fucking genre. You cannot ignore. You cannot. You might hate Tom Cruise. You might. You might think he is a hack actor. You might think he's he's a Scientologist fucking spewing idiot. And yeah. you, you would not be wrong on that that front. He's quite up about that. He is yeah. absolutely the finest working actor who does his own stunts. Un. Questionable. Now I'm glad to hear you say that, Paul, because the the hot take I was going to drop for you was that it's always been Jackie Chan does his own stunts, right? Working. Jackie Chan doesn't do his own stunts anymore. Okay, but I would say to you that T to the C has usurped that position. Why? He's definitely usurped it, but what, if you compare, even if you pound, compare the bodies of work, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not prepared. I'll tell, to go, I'm not I'll tell to you why. I'll tell you why. All right, Jackie Chan did his shit out of necessity. But, and out of like... But therefore, I'll also tell you why he doesn't stack up. Because Tom Cruise's stunts are safer. Jackie Chan's weren't. Okay. So Jackie Chan takes bigger risks, but he was probably more groundbreaking, although they didn't have the same litigious problems that you might have now. So I think that it's pound for pound. If Jackie Chan died in a Hong Kong film in Project A or Police Story, no one would have batted an eyelid. There. Like, if Tom Cruise dies, it would be the biggest story Everyone in the history of the universe. Everyone would have shat their pants. Now, Tom Cruise has now convinced himself that unless I almost die for your entertainment, it's yeah. not a good movie. Yeah. I say he's, he's I'm bigger. Not and I'm his not are bigger. So like this you, one. You hear my top three, you won't, you will agree. You will understand. I agree with you. 100%. Right. So the, the, the stunt for my number four is from Mission Impossible Fallout. And it's one that you might not necessarily go for like initially. Low? Low? Well, hang on. Which you don't know which one? Because there might be a few here. Hey, you're wrong if you haven't got my one on there. All right. We'll see. It is where, uh, towards the end of the film. Wrong. Fuck off. Wrong. Fuck Wrong. off. We keep on going. Keep on going. Where the helicopter takes <laughs> sorry, off. Sorry, we blew your ears off there. I'm sorry. <laughs> All did. Uh, and there's a cord hanging from a cargo net. Tom Cruise jumps onto that and then starts to climb up this cord to try and get to Henry Cavill and fuck him up somehow. But what got to me was not that scene. Not that, That's not the stunt I'm talking about. The stunt is where he's almost at the top. And this caused me to gasp intake of air at the cinema where he slips and slides all the way down that pole and hits the bottom of the cargo net and seems to fall off. And it's like, holy shit, because it was like, oh my god, now he has to keep coming back up again. What's going to go on? Fucking pick, man. This is the fucking... Look, that actually took my breath away, man. And in fact, when they were Not shooting the this... the fucking Burj Khalifa. Well, 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 shut up, motherfucker. <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you? Is this your first podcast, you stank, pussy, hoe? What the fuck? <laughs> Jesus Christ, okay? <laughs> we're at four, you slut part. <laughs> You slut. That, that's right. <laughs> For the record, they thought they they say they thought they lost him on this team because when he rolled off, like obviously the next shot is him hanging under the cargo net from the fucking thing, and he had to climb all the way ching, back up. Ching. But for me, I shat my pants, ching, man. Ching, ching, ching. Shat my total pants. So yes, Mission Impossible Fallout, the slide fall down the rope is what I would call it. Wow. Okay, yeah, that's out of left field. My number three. Yes. Fuck you, everyone who is upset with me for, for calling this film out, but there is no greater team of people working on a stunt in Hollywood history. All right, what's this? Mad Mac, Colin, oh, Fury Road. Come on. Come on. Now, what in particular, Paul? Because there's a lot of stunts the in this The pole stunt. cat sequence. So the people swinging on the big-ass pole, on the big long-ass pole. poles. Because imagine this. Big rigs, cars driving fast around them, explosions happening, and then you add in dickheads who are on fucking big <laughs> poles swooping in to try to grab people or shoot people who are on top of said rig. It is absolute <laughs> madness to describe and even better on screen. Well, this entry will be called Dickheads on Poles. Yes. All right. <laughs> 
Well, apparently they were all trained by a Cirque du Soleil performer to do this shit. Yeah. So, like, they did their their homework, and we get the iconic shot where that fucking re explodes from the side, where they're all bouncing in and out. It is poetry. What's kind of interesting, film. yeah, is a is a, is like just the birth of that idea. Like, he obviously went to a Cirque du Soleil and said, "Hey." Dickheads on poles, right? That'll work in my film. Because if you think about it, a convoy of trucks... If they didn't call it Dickheads on poles, I would like <laughs> some degree of I think you'll find in this script, it's the Dickhead on poles scene. <laughs> um, and, but them dipping in and out. and Because what happens is, like, having a convoy of trucks with this cunt on poles just sliding back and forth while a dude plays the guitar and his fucking fire comes yeah, out of it. that's all one thing. But, no, like, but these that, things are, like, all interchangeable. Like, it's all part of this big, huge fucking scene. Yeah, it's we're not just bouncing piece. into green screen and out again. We're bouncing into boom because it's all done in camera. But almost all, all. But also, the idea of these guys dipping in and out is makes it so, so spectacular. You're like, oh wow! It's one thing for people to be hammering down like a, a road with like a bunch of trucks, but having these guys go boing, it's like, what the scene, fuck's going this on scene here? Is a thing of absolute majesty. This mm. is love or hate this film, even. The haters will have to acknowledge this is one of the greatest stunt sequences. If you don't think there's no depth nor characterization or whatever else and you hate the film for that reason, even you must acknowledge this film looks amazing at that point in time because the stunt people who did that risked their lives for this shit and it's incredible. Yeah, yeah, I knew they'd be on there. So fair enough. There you go. Good. My number three is a bit of a, a, bit of a left turn, Paul. A bit of a left turn. The movie itself is much maligned. Mm. The stunt, however, by people who are in the Shoot know. Up. No. <laughs> <laughs> but that is maligned. Uh, by me. Um, it's from the Point Break remake, Paul. Oh, God. Oh, listen up, listen up, listen up. Before you fucking shit your pants, all right? 2015 Point Break, everyone. Let's, no one's saying it's not a redundant, unwelcome shit failure at the box office, okay? It was not a great movie. However, if you worked as a stuntman on the wingsuit scene of that movie, you're extremely pissed because you risked your life over and over for an entire day for a movie that everyone hates. Now, apparently this is one of the most dangerous stunts ever caught on film, according to people in the know. Now, wingsuit flight looks like it's fun, everyone. It is hella dangerous. Glad you mentioned wingsuit flight for my number one. Uh-huh. Well, in that same year, 2015, six well-known famous wingsuiters died. So people die on, on this, this shit. film? Not on this film. Okay, so but that's, I didn't hear that shit. No, no, but they, but people die doing wingsuit all the time. Because think about it. You're speeding through the air. You've got a helmet and you, you, you're basically just... Camera on the top. Exactly. And you're, you're only just narrowly missing the floor, mountains, and each other. And that's what had to happen here. For this scene, four wingsuit pilots were filmed flying through a narrow fissure in the Swiss mountains, ironically called the crack. <laughs> and they are maneuvering around really thin spaces and actually making left turns like between corners of a rock face and in doing so they had to avoid all of those things it's crashing like into what, each other that's what Wayne does every weekend <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what I do uh, that I guy always around really thin spaces <laughs> sometimes not so thin so it's uh, <laughs> so now it's one thing avoiding the trees on either side of you and the three guys and all the fucking ca- and the cameraman who's the fourth fifth I guess guy in that scene but if you look at that actual scene, they have to go over this. There's actually, they're clearing the floor of the top of one of the mountains by kind of inches. They even slow it down and you hear this as they just right over it and they're almost dying. 
And it fucking kills, bro. It kills. You and imagine risking your life for this piece of shit film. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're so pissed, right? Because imagine you're doing a whole day of this. And I've seen a documentary where other wing suiters look at it and go, how the fuck did you film that? How did you guys do that? And so on. But they did it over and over and over. So it's like one of those things where like, yeah, you can say what you will about the movie, but these motherfuckers got bigger balls than anyone. And so I've always actually been impressed. Seriously, YouTube the scene and you'll go, yeah, that shit actually is pretty amazing. So straight up. Fair uh, enough. Point Break remake. My number two is where T to the C, T to the C makes my list. It's from Ghost Protocol. It's where he's climbing on top of, is it Burj, Burj Khalifa? Khalifa, the tallest building in the world. And he goes out there to climb up to whatever room it is and break into whatever server it is and do whatever he has to do. And he's got these sticky mitts. And if it's red, you're dead. You're blue, what? you're glue. Simon Pegg says to Red me. dead. Yeah, no, uh, first of all, slightly low. But yes, absolutely. This was the, for me, this was the stunt of all stunts because one, he's really there. Two, there's a scene where he actually just jumps out of the window, uh, of the broken window. And runs down. The and side runs down. down. That's real. And three, it's like, I mean, sure, he probably had cables that they review, that they removed like post. But they did. to yeah, have, they did, they did. like Brad Bird said that he actually, he said, this is a quote from me. He said, one night after the earliest shooting days, I bolted up in bed realizing that we had our first star or our star dangling about a mile up in the air on a thin wire and my brain was screaming, what the hell are we doing? And that's what he told the New York, the Daily News. And he said the whole thing was one extended hair-raising moment, but we planned well. Here is where Mission Impossible takes off to the next stratosphere. Absolutely. Here is, so Fast Five is where that whole template changed. This is the film that changed it. Mission Impossible 3 is a good film. Yeah, as but Philip it's, it's almost a, yeah. as the bad guy. It's a very intimate kind of... Felicity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Carrie Russell. Or, 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 it's, it's a drama with action. Yes. This film is where they went, you know what? Fuck this shit. Let's take it to the next stratosphere. And that Rogue Nation and... Fallout. Fallout have taken it to the next level since. And Dead Reckoning, I have no doubt, part one and part two will take it even further. So mm. I know this list is kind of now, 2022. You might be saying... At the end of 2023, what the fuck? How you guys missed Dead Reckoning Part 1? Because this film series, more than any other, in my opinion, has pushed the envelope for stunts. Dude, absolutely. You know what happened with this, I think, with the Mission Impossible franchise, right? So you've got the one, the Brian De Palma one, your favorite Had one. Had some stunts. Had some stunts, no, no, but no, there was CG. The big, well, here's what happened. In the trailer for the first one, the big... What they didn't know at the time was going to be the stunt set piece that seemed to set the tone for the movies was Tom Cruise with the exploding helicopter and he goes all the way and then he lands on the thing. And you see the, the shot. And, yes. it's like, and you and I saw it when we were shing, kids going, shing, I shing, can't shing. believe them. It was amazing, but it was CGI. Then the next movie, you got your John Woo. The worst Mission Impossible is two. By a long way. And then what that the the stunt I guess of that is him leaping, free climbing between rocks and Who mountains. Cares? I know, but it was still pretty Ba-da-da-da. cool. But again, they weren't making it a, an action set piece then. It just happened to be the, the 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 feature of the trailer. Then you see Mission Impossible three. I can't remember what stunt was supposed to happen in Mission Impossible three. There might not have even been a stunt. I can't remember. Okay. And then no, so I'm saying it was a much more intimate film, was right. directed by J.J. Abrams, and yeah. but then from four onwards, all this yeah. shit started so happening. Saying, four set the template, yeah. And then every time, and I'll, it's not on my list. So I'm going to be honest now. Wait, this might be on my list. Rogue Nation. Yes. Uh, so don't talk shut about up. It. Shut up. Moving <laughs> on. Right, but so, yes, this is the shit right here. This is the best one. So they did everything from shooting holes in the wall of this of this fucking massive building whatever it is 
to, 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 for him to anchor to. So they had to pay for that shit and have that all fixed oh, afterwards. For him to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. But still, the insurer, the underwriter, would not approve this film. Mm. So Carew said, fuck off then and fired them and put his own money up in the stead. That is ballsy to the extreme. Well, there's even a Matt Damon story where he talked to John Cruise and said, uh, you know, how did you do this scene or that scene? And he goes, well, I tried to do it. And the stunt guy or the safety guy said, you can't do it. So I got a new safety guy. (laughs) Well, from what I read, he is the new safety guy. He's the guy that proved it. Like, I'm not 100% sure on that. Well, he's a producer, so he would have had to. But he was the final say. I'm the guy dangling up there. I'm the guy that approved this. Fuck you all. We're doing it. So they fired the insurer who would have to pay $200 $200 million if he yep. fell off or $500 million if he fell off and mm. died and they got someone in who would com- compensate for whatever degree of that Imagine it was. Imagine backing yourself like that. By the way, everyone, Tom Cruise just turned 60. He just turned 60. Hats off. And he's pulling shit like this. I, I'm the first person to load up on the Tom Cruise shit. Mm. But when it comes to this, he is impeccable. There is no more committed movie star. And I would argue he's one of the last movie stars, this guy. Right to do shit like this, to pull shit like this, especially at his age, forget about it. So, absolutely. So, your number two then? Yeah, my number two Rogue then, Nation. of course, is Rogue Nation, and is the plane take on where Tom Cruise hangs onto a goddamn airplane. Now, we just talked about the best one, in my opinion. That's my number one. Uh, but in this one here, I think this was where I saw. I think this is where I first noticed that that the the set piece stunt is the feature of Mission Impossible. And when he's hanging onto a Hercules or whatever kind of big plane it is. And you see at the end C-19, of that, yes, yeah. yeah, C19. At the end of that trailer, he's hanging on, and then you see the f- they just take off and the ground fall away below him. I was like, "Holy shit, they're doing that!" And they cut it, and then it's like, "What the fuck?" That Benji over the fucking that's door. Right. And even more, when this movie comes along, that's the fucking that's in the first act of this fucking stunt. They weren't. This isn't their big ending piece. Yeah, right. That's the first right. one. I'm like, bitch, please. So. Very, very cool. And he did it like fucking like six, seven times because they had to, and he had to fly all the way around, come back down. And fly all the way they come had back to down. put contact lenses in his eyes to that's allow it. him to keep his eyes open. And that's what made it so cool because, yes, with the same token of Jackie Chan does his own stunts, now you're seeing Tom Cruise suffer for his suffer eye. Suffer for his eye. And you're like, and you say, that's definitely him. You can't, There's no mistaking no, that he didn't do it. You that's know? the whole point. They had him front and center. And then, like, I, he, he calls. Christopher McQuarrie, McHugh. Yeah, McHugh, yeah. In all of the back, it's like, Chris, uh, McHugh did this, McHugh did that. And I was like, I just had complete trust and McHugh did this. I'm like, I love wow. Christopher McQuarrie. So my honor mentions. Because he wrote, he wrote Gross Protocol, or big parts of Gross Protocol, and actually had to figure out lots of plot things. And, and then, then he, he goes into... Rogue, Rogue Nation and Fallout. Yeah. So he directed the last two, and I think he's on the third one as well now. So yeah, it's he's like, absolutely. Huh? He's directed Dead Reckoning, part one and two. What's the... Is, is the rumor that the, the next one is in space? Is, is that what I heard? Or is this just a gag? I don't even know. I don't even know. But it's like... A Can I get a record? Rebecca Ferg-Ferg doesn't make it through this one. Probably. Um, so we've got Hayley Atwell <laughs> banging around. In the yeah, background. but see, in the last one, we... In, in... No, Vanessa Kirby's in this one too. I don't reckon. <laughs> Let's I... kill her off. <laughs> no, I don't want to consider it, Wayne. I just go on record. I'm saying I don't think I mean, she makes she out gets, this one. If she does, maybe she'll have more time reckon... for me. So... <laughs> Wayne can hope. I uh, can hope and also fail at that. Uh, but yes, my number right. two is, of course, the this one. Rogue All right. Nation. <laughs> Rogue Nation. <laughs> Rogue Nation Here we are. Then my 10 through uh, one. Steamboat Junior is my number 10. Nine, True Lies is Stunt. Eight, Project A, Jackie Chan. Seven, The Dark Knight, Truck Flip. Six, Police Story, sliding down that. Absolutely ridiculously. Should have been like, should have 
light fixture. Dobell on the bonnet in Deathproof is my number five. Number four, Raiders Lost Dark. Also, car being, well, person being dragged along by car. Three, dudes on fucking. Pours <laughs> <laughs> out a few drinks today, everyone. <laughs> and nothing to eat, I should Correct, mention. correct. Dudes <laughs> on poles swinging into action in uh, Mad Max Colon Fury Road. Number two, Mission Impossible. Mission Colon Impossible. Fuck off. Dash Ghost Protocol. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Climbing down the Burj. What's it called? Khalifa. Khalifa. And my number one is just a no-brainer. What is it? Tom Cruise did this halo jump 102 times officially. Uh. Not all of them were filmed for the shot because they had three minutes of the day in which to shoot this scene. Mm-hmm. So they did it, I believe, three to four times and he got it on the last one. And he had to fly... When he dropped off this airplane, off this low-lying, relatively low-lying airplane, had to fall within three feet of the cameraman and then change direction. You know what was cool about this shit? Is they had Mission to- Colon Impossible Dash Fallout Halo Jump is my number one. I can't believe this is your number one over the Burj Khalifa. Yo, that one was way more specky. However, this I don't one- I agree. This one is- This one it anchors the film. What was cool about this one is that they had to give that, make that helmet for him, which lit up his face so you could tell yeah, it was him. But the fact, and I, I, I've seen the footage where he does fly within three. This is a bloke. Yeah, apparently he does some parachuting. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise probably done every fucking thing. But over the course of 102 jumps, can I not emphasize that enough? I should also mention Henry Cavill did almost all of them with him as well. Yep. Yeah. So yep. that's pretty. So cool. when that one shot, which they made pains in that scene, Christopher McQuarrie made pains to make it a one shot of the bottom drops out of the plane. Yep. Henry Cavill. So Tom Cruise walks up. Okay. Then the one shot starts after we get the th- yeah. the because obviously it was an electrical storm. Everything else was true. You know what? Walks back yeah. and says, "We can't do this electrical storm." And Henry Cavill pulls his shit out so he can't breathe and yep. he runs and jumps. All of that shit is one shot. Yeah, I know. That's the crazy bit. Like, but you know what? It's funny. There's actually the the behind the scenes footage of the cameraman walking yes, backwards. He's got it on his head. That's what yeah. I was alluding to earlier. And just jumping backwards yep. and then Tom Cruise jumping on him. Which so, means there's a third cameraman behind yes, him to take that shot. There's a guy off to the side. So absolutely. How like, the fuck did they even do it? That's what I'm saying. This is why my, my number one. We have so many working parts. It's just the braveness and the impressiveness of the performer slash the actor, which is what got it higher on my list for Tom Cruise and Jackie Chan and whatever else. But we had stunt dudes risking their lives as well. Again, cameramen and stunt dudes all fucking I can't see how this film, how this is not hot. And yet only one person in our Facebook list can be mentioned it. I think it's underrated. The, I'm prepared to, to die on that hill when you win this week by 50 votes. No, I just said that Jackie Chan thing. You're winning. Um, the, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, this is the, the, so the question out of all of this Mission Impossible talk is, how are they going to top this, Paul? How are they going to do that? I smash my beer smash into, the, beer on the, mic into the, the mic because the they cannot. How they can cannot. they possibly my do it? My challenge is there to you, Christopher McHugh. McHugh. And Tom Cruise and everyone else. He can't. He and can't. It's, it's two cunting movies. Yep. Not even one. So they're going to do it and then do it again. Cy Morales. Same is that, shit. Is that his name? I don't know. Yeah. yeah he's what? totally killing Rebecca Ferguson in a, in a sword fight on a bridge. Oh, really? Yep. That's uh, okay. my prediction. Well, just for the record, I'll do my 10 to 1 and I'll just bust please, out the movie. Please, please, please. 10, Baby Driver. Uh, 9, uh, Extraction. Yeah. 4, No Time to Die. 7, The Dark Knight Rises. 6, Casino Royale. 5, The Man with the Golden Flaps. 4, <laughs> Mission Impossible Fallout. 3, uh, Point Break Remake. That's right. 
Uh, and two, <laughs> Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, and one, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. The are. best Mission Impossible. There we are. I disagree. Which everyone disagrees Fallout is absolutely <laughs> by far the best. I cannot wait for the next one. Look, this has been quite the countdown. I did not expect this to go this long, I have to admit. But uh, Wayne, any honorable mentions? Uh, really quick, there was a there was a um a weird uh, Nicholas Cage flying backwards in Face Off. I thought it was a cool stunt because it just looked fly. And oddly, in Live Free or Die Hard, they actually rammed a car into a helicopter in real practical effects. But because it was a Len Wiseman movie, the whole place looked blue. I had only one that we have not mentioned today. I had Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation. I had The Man with the Golden Gun. I had Baby Driver, which you all three in your list. I had. Goldeneye, the bungee jump off the dam as my last Yeah, that's a cool one. That's a cool one. Nice one. That's our list. What about yours? We wrap up every episode of The Countdown with your feedback on the topic at hand in a segment that we call The Pop Ten. Talk about. Pop Ten. Talk about. Pop Ten. Kicking off this week. Pop Ten with Grant Lennon from the Milk Podcast who said, Jackie Chan, that should cover it. (laughs) Jackie Chan. (laughs) No, that crack is French too. Hucky Chan. <laughs> Timothy Williams said, number three, Dark Knight truck flip. Number two, Baby Driver, a bank robbery at the beginning. And number one, Zoe Bell on the front in, of the car hanging on for a life in Death Proof. Mm-hmm. Unreal stuff. Jonathan Lamb said, again, Death Proof. When she's on the hood of the car, makes my palms sweat just thinking about it. Number two, Mission Impossible, colon, Ghost Protocol, slash Fallout, the Burj Khalifa scene, and the helicopter are both crazy. How did they let Tom Cruise do that to himself? Mm-hmm. And number one, police story. The scene where Jackie Chan slides down five levels of a tall pole inside a shopping mall. Did they even use safety harnesses back then? Nope. No, they did not. Jesse Dixon, I think, has absolutely captured the vibe of this week's show. We're saying, number three, the chase scene in Mission Impossible Fallout. Mm-hmm. Number two, the helicopter stunts in Mission Impossible Fallout. Number one, the halo jump in Mission Impossible Fallout. Damn right. You know the motorcycle scene was the shit in Paris when he just gets it. That's all cool shit. He is awesome. Michelle Connerboy said, Chris Evans, something, something, helicopter, something, something. <laughs> <laughs> Think about Captain America? That's pretty cool. <laughs> Matt Evans said, number three, death proof, car bonnet scene with Zoe Bell. Number two, Man with the Golden Gun, 007 car roll, which you mentioned, Wayne. Yeah, number one, are. Mac and me wheelchair scene. Do you know what this is? Yes. Okay. horrendous Matt absolutely fucking horrendous but well played sir for bringing the laughs not to Wayne but to moi Josh Raglan said number three Jackass all of it how those guys still alive fair enough number two plane scene Dark Knight Rises there you go Wayne word there are a lot of people hanging slash moving through the air and number one helicopter rescue in true lies moving helicopter moving car yikes Lee Allen Thomas said, Goldeneye, damn jump, two rogue nation hanging on to play number one, the man who will be king. Bridge Death Falls. Seriously, gents, check it out. It is very, uh, yeah, yeah. very impressive. He was cool. Well played. Christine, hello, patrons of the show, said, Jackie Chan, slow down the light thing in Police Story, and Steve Queen, bike jumping, great escape, and Indiana Jones, horse to truck. Hmm. Nice. Jason Barr said, Casino Royale, the crane scene is still amazing, and Daniel Craig showcases yeah. Bronda. Bond brilliantly throughout it. Mm-hmm. Ghost, am I a ghost protocol? Tom Cruise climbing the Burj Khalifa still is probably the most holy shit Tom Cruise stunt due to the way it was filmed. After this, we expect a big stunt from him. Very, very true. You said me ghost protocol. <laughs> I did. Am I a ghost protocol? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I love it. that. I love that. Am better. I call? Oh fuck you. Yeah, Cal- okay. Am I calling ghost protocol? Yes, it's better. It's better. I like my ghost protocol better. <laughs> 
I, but I corrected it. I say quite possibly, but I'm laughing still. <laughs> Bullet. The best part of the film is the awesome car chase, which still holds up. Love the fact the Queen stalls the car. Woo. And they still keep it in the film. Mm, just like that Jack Reacher for a scene. Nice. Really? Yeah. Okay. Smiley Smarty, mate to us, said, I'm going old school. Wings from 1927. Plain dogfight. Director William Willem spent months figuring out how to shoot realistic air combat sequences. Okay. Ben Hur from 1959. Chariot race. A year to plan and five weeks to shoot. The only scene not of the actual actors driving was a chariot flip. Still thrilling to watch. Number one, Buster Keaton. Insert any scene. Here you are. And finally, to wrap it up, Ben Burnham said, Wow, what a topic. Really, this list could and maybe should be completely filled with Bus Keaton and Jackie Chan stunts and so many great stunts that must be left out. You mean Tom Cruise? (laughs) Go on. Yakima Canuts jump and drop and start drag and stagecoach. Beautifully shot, amazing stunt. The Ben Hur 1959 chariot scene and Jackie Chan's fall from the clock tower in Project A. A homage of 1923, those are 27th Safety Last, of which he did three takes, and it was so badass, they kept two in the film. There you go. That is it for this week's topic, episode 387 of the Top 10 Movie Stunts. Thank you to everyone who got back to us. I'm sorry we didn't get to all your favorite. We really, truly do appreciate it. Wayne, what's happening next week, episode 328? Next week, we are going to do the Top 10 Movie Mentors. Ooh. Yeah, man. All kinds of people that teach you shit, all getting like, you know, cool and shit on the movies. That's our jam. Do we rule out Yoda now? I We possibly should. We possibly we'll should. Talk, we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. To be 100% sure, because otherwise that's very, very high up there. Thank you so much to everyone who got back to us today. And indeed, uh, for the podcast in general, Wayne, how do the people do that if they wish to? Go ahead and see our fledgling website, thecountdownpodcast.com, or send us an email at thecountdownpodcast at gmail.com, or search for our name and get all our socials. We are on Podbean, where we host. You can check us out there and check out the Facebook. There's going to be links in the show notes if you want to get involved in the discussion on all the topics at hand for this show. Thank you so, so much today. That's it for us. Episode 3. That's the show. 87. Seven. Holy shit, this thing is creeping up on us. The Top 10 Movie Stunts. My name is Paul. My name is Wayne. And this has been the Soundboard. Stunt people who did all the shit today. And cameraman. And that's who. (laughs) We'll catch you next time. See See ya. ya.